So in DTFR episode 16, I talked about news resolutions, goals, and three elements of mind, how they generate motivation and energy for achieving or not achieving those goals and how they all, it all interplayed with each other. Now, in this episode, I'd like to go one step further and talk about the energy cycles and things around us that also affect those things. So this is DTFR episode 17. It's called Energy Cycles. And I'd like to begin with the obvious one, the one we've just been talking about, the new year. Because we set our new resolutions on January the 1st, because that's the new year, right? Well, energetically speaking, both in a non-substance sense and in a physical sense, January the 1st isn't our new year. And I'm going to explain why starting with the physical side. So our actual new year is March 21st. And the reason it's March 21st is because day and night are equal. Equinox is on the equinox is on March 21st. And equinox literally means equal day and night. Now, why is that relevant? Because our body, awake and asleep time, is governed by a thing called the circadian rhythm. And the circadian rhythm is actually tied to the length of day and length of night. And that controls our sleep, our awake, our metabolism, our cellular reproduction. That's actually been proven by research recently. It actually affects us at the cellular level. So when we have equal day and night is the beginning of the cycle. So March 21st, the spring equinox, is actually our new year. From there, in the Northern Hemisphere at least, we go up to the summer solstice on June 21st, which is when we have maximum day, so maximum doing energy and minimal resting energy, normally while we're a lot more active in the summer. And then we turn around, come back down again to the autumn equinox, which is September 21st. That's again day and night equal. Then we come down to the winter solstice, which is December 21st in the Northern Hemisphere, which is minimum day, maximum nights, maximum resting energy. Now, the reason that this is obviously relevant is our circadian rhythm is designed that in the winter we rest more. But in the West, we tend not to do that. We tend to still want to work the same hours, still want to do the same amount of stuff and still expect the same sort of outcomes. We don't live in harmony with the cycle that's around us all the time. And that can obviously cause issues. So we obviously have other things like SAD, the seasonal disorder, where in winter people start to feel a bit more depressed, a bit more down, and they can tend to go look for sunbeds or look for other ways of boosting their circadian rhythm. Now, from an energy point of view, the Chinese have known this for thousands of years. Apart from they would say that the equinox is yin and yang are equal. At the summer solstice, yang energy, which is doing energy, is at its greatest. And yin energy is at its least. So when we come down to the equinox again in autumn, same sort of thing. They're equal. And then summer, winter solstice is maximum yin energy, which is resting, and maximum, minimum yang energy, which is doing. So they would say to live in harmony with that cycle. And that's basically what our circadian rhythm actually plays out. But they've known it for a lot longer than we have in that kind of culture. So we're happy with our daily cycle and the circadian rhythm within the point of science. 
and to a certain degree we're happy with our rhythm for the year with the earth orbiting the sun but we don't take that any bigger because our solar system is actually orbiting the milky way for all intents and purposes so we've never been in this place before where we might be sitting in the same suit we've been sitting in now for 15 years in the same location in the same house and you may even obviously have the same day-to-day -day cycle but your yearly cycle is probably going to be different and the galactic cycle or the milky way orbiting cycle is obviously very different which is where astrology comes in so we look at energy around the actual whole thing the bigger entity which can also play a part especially when you look at things like mercury retrograde now does a planet control our behavior no of course it doesn't but it does resonate with what's there what do i mean by that something along the lines of um, mercury is energy because so everything's energy i spoke about this before everything is energy everything is made of spinning vortices of energy if you get down to quantum physics everything is just energy that relates to other energy now mercury has a relative direction compared to earth in which they move and every so now and again mercury goes into retrograde which it looks like relative to us mercury is going backwards so the resonance that it has is different with us as being inhabitants of earth to what it normally is so it just so happens that mercury is at the frequency or whatever it is that affects communication and it affects electronic devices too so when mercury is in retrograde it tends to resonate with suppressed communication issues within us everything that's in our mind has an energetic correspondence so it triggers those things in the mind and that's why when mercury is in retrograde communication is brought out not because it controls us because it resonates with things that we already have going on in there same with electronic devices if your device is already on its way out or it's already got a a slight break but it's not gone yet then when mercury goes into retrograde it affects it more and it might be that afterwards it's back to normal again so there's a massive resonance and a massive correspondence between the cycles in our lives and what's actually going on within us and i think if we were more like our ancestors then we would actually live in harmony with those cycles, understand them more. And that would get us the results that more are more in line with what we're looking for. It would make working with the unconscious mind probably easier in the summer or the spring than it would be in the winter. So I hope you've liked this episode of DTFR, episode 17. If you have and you want to download the resource sheet, as always, you can go to the Inflow to Grow page on Facebook. Speak to Bob, who is my Facebook entity, and type in DTFR Pod 17, and he will bring you the download. Or you can type into your browser, whether it's Chrome, Safari, on your phone, on your laptop, m.me forward slash inflow to grow, and that will bring you to the exact same place. Type in DTFR Pod 17, Bob will bring it to you. Or if you haven't got Facebook, just drop me an email at cassette inflow to grow, subject box put DTFR Pod 17, and I will send you the resource sheet, which will give you more information and some exercises you can carry out yourself that will help you be more aware of the energy cycles around you. Thanks very much for listening.